You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Hour number two of Gameplay. Jim Taddy, something for Matthew Cause. Coming up, scheduled this hour, Josh Inglis will be by. Betting analyst at Covers.com. Dave Pagnotta will be by. Editor-in-chief in the fourth period. We have the Friday podium. And, of course, setting the stage, paving the road for overdrive at 4 o'clock. And into a big football weekend, big hockey weekend. The Leafs in Boston and the Raptors finishing off a six-game homestand on Saturday night against the Atlanta Hawks. Winners of three straight for the first time all year for the Raptors. And that's that's kind of the climb they've had. And the Leafs coming off, uh, I'm not going to say flat, but uh, they were out uh, outwilled last night in Detroit. Uh, you know, 2-1 over Nashville was was okay. It was good. It's a win. I'm not going to criticize that. But, but without Austin Matthews, uh, not the same look, obviously. You know, that, that's the understatement of the year. So we wonder if he'll, he'll be in the lineup against Boston. Certainly hope he is. And if not, then, you know, you make the right decision for the long run. So that game in Boston is the second meeting of the year. The first one was November 5th at uh, Scotiabank. Leafs won that 2-1. That was a classic hockey game. And they have two more meetings, uh, February 1st, uh, and that is uh, at Scotiabank and April 6th in Boston, right towards the uh, end of the season. So there's, you know, you know the biggest game of the year, Take one was was the game at Scotiabank. Take two is tomorrow night. Take three is uh, next month, and take four is April sixth. And and at some point, you have to think that some point in the playoffs it happens again. And I'm not going to I'm not going to get into seven games <laughs> and all that stuff. Oh my goodness, is there just a history there? But remember what I said earlier. Just when you think it's over, it's not, and it reverses. Let's bring in Josh Inglis now, betting analyst at Covers.com. Josh, how are you today, sir? Yes, guy. What are we betting on today, Catman? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, that's why you're on. You're going to help me out here. I don't want to get. Uh, I don't want to lose my shirt on the weekend. <laughs> what do you like? Oh boy. Oh boy. That's not going to work. <laughs> oh, we were told it was fixed, and it's not. Get the guy in with the lab coat. He says there's a button there somewhere. That he has to hit. That's just uh, that's unfortunate. We apologize for that. Uh, yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll just have to move on. You you have some of his material, right? Got yes, I do. Um, this is uh, hard for us today. Sorry about the technical difficulties to everybody listening to gameplay this afternoon, Taddy. I'll read over yeah. Josh's plays because this is uh, this is hard for us over here, but. Josh yep. Inglis actually liked a bunch throughout the NHL and through the NFL this weekend. Uh, gonna go over his NFL picks and then we'll, we'll kind of chime back and forth on what you think about them. So yeah. he talked about Debo Samuel's line of over five and a half rushing to over 15 and a half rushing already. And looking at this matchup, I actually love it against the Seahawks who allow a lot against the run. Christian McCaffrey is bound to have a marvelous game. Plus, if Brock Purdy isn't throwing the ball as much, if, they, if they're not really trusting in that arm, then yes. I think the Debo Samuel rushing yards is relatively low for a guy who's, a, who's more of a hybrid player. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so that was, that was his first play. It was more of a... His second play was Daniel Jones under 40.5 rushing yards against the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings... They do relatively stop the the run, but if you look at Daniel Jones' past couple games here, um, 
91 rushing yards, 34, 35, 26. So that's that's like a hit or miss type of play. I respect Josh's play on that type of angle. And then I'll I'll, I'll list one more here, and then we'll, we'll then we'll move on. Uh, Devin Single under forty seven and a half rushing yards uh, against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are solid against the run. Devin Single's last Devin Singletary's last couple games, he hasn't hit that mark in three games. So wow. there's a line to watch. Devin Singletary. It depends on the Bills' offense. Are they really going to be rolling with a running game? Or do we think that Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox are going to be receiving more of the the catches? That's the question. Yeah, it's one of those things that five minutes into the game, you know the answer, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately. So, Todd, let's uh, look yeah. ahead to tomorrow. Uh, Maple Leafs right. in Boston. Uh, right. Matt Murray projected to get the start against Linus Allmark. Fired up type of matchup. Maple Leafs were one of the only teams this year to take down the Bruins in regulation. That was back at Scotiabank Arena. And that game featured Austin Matthews. And yes. what we may not see tomorrow is Austin Matthews. Emily Kappel of ESPN, she talked about um, Matthews being back. But if Matthews isn't back, Taddy... Do the Maple Leafs have a solid chance? Do we think the Bruins are going to roll? It's a close matchup in the Atlantic. Well, I, I think that if you if you went by how they played last night, and obviously, the, you know, you hate to say it, but I think they're going to be more jacked to be in Boston than they were in Detroit. But still, you saw what Detroit was able to do to them. They were physical with them and, and uh, tough along the boards and were able to, to forecheck, uh, which they did in the first period of the game last Saturday. I mean, that's that's Bruins hockey for 60 minutes, so I think that would be a problem for them without Austin Matthews, and the power play just doesn't look the same without him. I mean, it, all of a sudden, this big guy who can do anything with the puck is not, not on the ice, so it tends to break down the power play. It looks really methodical without him. So, you know, it's one of those tough things where you're, you're hoping he plays, but you're also hoping that uh, they sort of defer to the situation and let it, whatever it is, heal itself. I mean, you, you rested him for better part of a week. He played Sunday, but he hasn't played since. So uh, if it's if he can't play tomorrow night, then there's a lot more questions that come out of it, and, and that might be false because even if he does play, he may tweak it while he plays. So <laughs> it's a precarious thing, right? It is. <laughs> the Boston Bruins blanked yesterday. They were dusted by the Seattle Kraken, their first regulation home loss of the season, Taddy. Okay, so so here's you're not we're into betting and all that. What would the odds be that the Bruins could lose two games back to back on home ice? Pretty unlikely. What, what, what would the, you wouldn't have matched that looking at the lines throughout the year. Currently no, on FanDuel, I mean, they are the favorite minus one seventy two to take down the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs plus one four two. If you're looking at this game, considering what the Maple Leafs did last time against the Bruins, I think it's a rightful decision to take the puck line a plus one plus one and a half. Yeah, for the Maple Leafs to stay that. within two goals. Yeah, well, I, that, that's I would uh, I would count on that, but but maybe not. I mean, look, it's the the visual of last night's game in Detroit that somewhat bothers him, but it is a little misleading because even though it's four one, it's a two one hockey game with a goal called back. Mm-hmm. Really, the, yeah. the three one goals, an empty netter, the length of the ice, and the fourth goal is a power play late in the game that didn't really matter. So game was over. No, uh, you know, then you can get into you know. So so I, I think that that line's pretty good. Works for me. Works for me as you? well. Yeah. I, I think that works for me as well. I think I would take the puck line plus one and a half. Um, this is going to be a fired up game. It's going to be amped up oh, at, yeah. at the TD Garden. Highly, 
Highly anticipated. Highly anticipated. Looking along the slate tonight, Taddy, Friday the 13th only presents us with three games on the schedule. If I'm looking at one right now, you kind of have to go the cowardly, as Matt would say, Devils plus minus one and a half against the Anaheim Ducks. Devils coming in two wins in a row. Ducks losing their last two, losing six to two against the Oilers. That was a rough game. What well, over fifty shots desperate. for the Oilers? Yeah. yeah. So if ducks, we're if we're riding the desperate. trend here, we're gonna probably gonna fade the Ducks. Then, rightfully so, minus three thirty five on the money line for the Devils against the Ducks this evening. Any plays that you like, Taddy? Um, well, I, I don't have the place in front of me, so I'm just gonna like I, I've got no information in, in terms of yeah. what we're doing here. So, um, what do we have on on the Oilers and Sharks? The Oilers and Sharks for this evening. Uh, Campbell against Scott Bokakinen. Um for the Sharks. Looks like the Oilers are the slight favorite at minus 164, Sharks plus 136. I want to ask you this question, because you've been around SBA a ton these last couple of years, and having the pleasure to see these games. When McDavid comes in town, it's actually his birthday today. Happy birthday to Connor McDavid. When McDavid comes in town, how is that type of buzz, because I know it's going to be coming soon for the Maple Leafs, playing the Oilers in just a couple of weeks now. And big ticket. That's big a big ticket. ticket. Yeah, well, it's huge. In, it's in huge. your experiences on his birthday, uh, could you share some for us? Well, I don't have anything to share. I just remember the, the time he danced Morgan Riley, and uh, he, he can, come on, this guy can make you look like an idiot if you let him. So you have, you have to be very careful with him. Uh, so some of the greats are like that. Mario Lemieux was like that. He can embarrass a Hall of Famer. And, and Connor McDavid is something, somebody you have to pay total attention to every time he's on the ice. And, then, of course, the crowd's jacked to see it. So, uh, oddly enough, the, the Leafs have caused the Oilers troubles over the last couple of years, too. Remember those three nights in Edmonton? Yes. Three games in Edmonton a couple of years ago where they absolutely throttled. They scored one goal in three games. So, so there is an, there, there is an answer to that. It, it doesn't always happen, but. Doesn't always happen. I mean, no, this is like going to a big show. Like you, you, you're you're looking to be entertained. Sometimes you are. Sometimes you aren't. And if you look at FanDuel Sportsbook app, Connor McDavid minus three hundred to win the heart, plus minus one hundred five to win the Rocky Richard. How beyond would that be if he can capture both? Because he's already on pace for. I've been listening to this. What one hundred forty five points this year? That is. Yeah. That's nuts. Wow. That's that's numbers that we haven't seen since what mid nineties. Yeah, but I mean, is there anything he's going to do that's going to surprise you? Not me. Not much at all. Maybe no, we'll get to that in no. the Friday podium. That could be, yeah. The Friday podium is uh, in the next segment, which we should probably head there right now. Friday podium is next, uh, so fasten your seatbelt because it's going to be a bumpy ride. This is Gameplay at TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and the iHeartRadio app. This is Gameplay. On TSN 1050. You play to win the game. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Gold, silver, and bronze yogurt lids. It's time for Maddie to own the Friday podium. Now the bronze are really blue, and they're also the backside of the gold, so no flipping. And give us his top three sports stories of the week. Well, no, Maddie, but plenty of Taddy. This is the Friday Podium. Gameplay presents the Friday Podium each and every Friday. Who were the winners of the week? Josh, let's go through your list. Okay, Taddy, let's go with my bronze first. Nathan Rourke 
of the BC Lions this year having a phenomenal season. Had a phenomenal season with the Lions. MVP, for sure. And if you heard some of the news and the rumblings, he has practiced with some NFL teams, working out with the Cleveland Browns, working out with the New York Giants. So he deserves my bronze medal of the week. What, how phenomenal would have been, and to see next season Nathan Rourke on a national scale. Canadian QB, roaring, super well. And I heard I heard some of the rumblings there, Tidy, that they went well. Well, wait till his brother makes it. <laughs> <laughs> number so that's two. your number three. That's, that's yeah. my number three. That's my bronze medal. My silver medal is the Toronto Raptors. They're getting back on track, winning their three games first time of the season. Don't know how much of a good news note that is, but... Winning three games consecutively for the first time this season. Two against the Hornets. One against the Trailblazers. Then looking ahead, week isn't over. The Raptors, Hawks tomorrow night against potentially Trey Young if he's in the lineup. It looks like he may be right now on the IR. It is just Clint Capella out. So, Trey Young looks like he's going to be in against the Raptors. But for my silver medal of the week... I have to throw Pascal, Pascal Siakam's name in there. He gets my silver yep. medal. And the Toronto Raptors as a team get a silver medal. You know what? There's a lot of progress. And there's a lot of work, a lot of work that still needs to be done. And then number Absolutely. one for my gold medal is Damar Hamlin. Getting discharged and being released from hospital this week in Buffalo. He's back. Um, ready to watch his team perform against the Miami Dolphins. And what a phenomenal new story. What an incredible note this oh. has been. Um, watching that Bills Bengals game on the Monday night, and oh. the impact and the the sadness that was around that game, Taddy, was just terrible. Oh, and it's been yeah. shown around from the entire sports world, not only on the NFL scale, but athletes coming together and showing their support towards Demar Hamlin because these type of disappointing and tragic type of situations happen. In our world, and it's not much that we can we can go over about it, but give our give our sympathy and give um, everything that we can to Demar Hamlin right now. And I believe the Bills have done a phenomenal job and a positive job um, with the way they've handled this situation. I know back last week uh, when they were playing the Patriots, you saw the number threes shine across the shine across the stadium, the number three shine across the team. On the jerseys, on the hats, across the city of Buffalo, hearts up, threes up for Demar Hamlin. So, Demar Hamlin, this story gets my gold of the week, and it will probably continue to, to, to be talked about for for a good long time. As uh, not only a learning note, but um, a story that this individual has has gone through. It's miraculous. Uh, you just you love that story because you know defibrillators were there. Uh, that's years ago. Defibrillators aren't there. We're talking about a different outcome. Uh, and so they were able to save the young man, and, and uh, you know obviously the the medical staff. I mean, uh, people that work in hospitals are are saints. I mean, they, they just they do such miraculous stuff every day, yeah. from the routine to the life saving. They should be applauded 
more than they are. So my number three would be the Lions defeating the Packers in Green Bay to end the season. As I said earlier, these words have never been uttered. Mankind has never heard this sentence before. The Detroit Lions win, eliminate the Green Bay Packers, the final game of the regular season in Green Bay. I love a new sentence. You don't get to use it very often, uh, but there it is. So that's my number three. A salute to the Lions who finished with a winning record after just a dreadful start and after just a dreadful franchise history. Yeah. <laughs> going back, going back like 60 years. Um, my number two would be, uh, and it's, it's just the time of year. After we get through New Year's and you get into the early stages of January, it points in another direction. It points forward to playoffs, trade deadlines, and, and all that stuff in, in the NBA and the NHL, spring training and baseball, uh, football, of course, the playoffs. Uh, it's just, it's a, and golf around the corner. It's a magnificent time of year. So, so that's going to be my silver medal because we've crossed the line. We're now looking in a different direction. And my number one would be DeMar Hamlin. There's just no, no possible way anything could beat that story. Uh, you know, it's just a tragic results. You're looking at it. You don't know how to process it. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you, you realize how, how attentive everybody was with the defibrillators and all that. And I actually learned while putting together my Yes Guy show this week that uh, there's a local guy who's written a book that he's going to turn into a fundraiser to make sure that there are defibrillators in, in a lot of the hockey rinks that there aren't, which is kind of stunning to me that, that they're not equipped. I mean, the should be some sort of a law, some sort of a federal mandate or provincial mandate that the, these things have to be on display at, at any public uh, gathering just because this can happen. Yeah, it is just just very disheartening news, but there are a lot of good looks and positive notes around it. And I know we oh, said, yeah. uh, I know, yeah, very, very sad. And, Tati, I respect your, respect your and uh, my decision here. We have a special guest yeah. in studio. And oh. uh, does he have any food with him? He doesn't have food. He has a coffee in front of him, trekking oh, through I the snow. That. Frankie yeah. Corrado joins Jimmy, game play. Jimmy, what's going Fran- on? What's I, going uh, Frankie, on today? <laughs> Frankie, please, Frankie. Okay, so let me let me just get up to speed here. How many guests <laughs> yeah. have you had scheduled for the show, but weren't able to come on because the phone this lines are not working? I'm just, I'm we just, had, I'm we just had three here. lined up today. With three three excellent guests yeah. lined up. Three guests lined up, and you've had yeah. how many successfully appear on the show? A big donut. Uh, All right, Jimmy. What do you want to talk you're about? The first. What do you want to talk <laughs> I about, just, buddy? You know, I, I just I, I just want people to understand. I'm driving the bus. I I stop to pick people up, and the door won't open. Jimmy, what, what can you do? You what picked you me do, up, guy? Jimmy. I remember last year you and I started doing the Leafs games. You were probably a nervous wreck because you had no idea who I was, and we were working oh, remote. I, I, and and I, I see. No, wait a minute. I live for those moments when I work with somebody new because I'll just do my stuff and I'll turn to them. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done it for enough time that I go, yeah, whatever. Let's see what happens. Whatever. We'll see what happens. You could, like, you could pick up the pieces. Like you're doing today. You're picking up the pieces. You're making the best oh. of a tough situation. It could have gone south. It could have gone south for well, you last no, no, year it, when we it, started. It may have yeah. at times. But here we no, are, Jimmy, and south. our relationship is stronger than ever. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Bro hug. <laughs> Jimmy, oh, I was, what'd you make of the Leaf game last night? I thought they uh, well, they liked a little, little, I know, little juice. I, I don't know if everyone knows this about you, but I know you were running around your apartment doing jumping jacks in your underpants because the wings won. So no, 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 no. I was doing the Raptors game last oh, night. Oh, okay. Sorry, so guy. you were, you were preoccupied. So when you watched yeah. it on uh, on video delay later uh, afterwards, you were you were happy. But now uh, you know I, what, Jimmy? Yeah. Like 
I, I'm willing to. You, you got to cut this team a little bit of slack based on what they've accomplished this season, where they are, how consistent their game has been. Um, you know, even the fact that Austin Matthews wasn't playing. Let's be honest, it wasn't a very good game for them. Uh, offensively, no. they didn't have anything going. There were a few defensive mistakes, and um, if Ilya Samsonov doesn't have the game that he had, that game gets blown wide open much earlier than it did. Um, yeah. I give Samsonov a lot of credit, though, because he made some big quality saves. It wasn't about the quantity. Um, typical Leafs fashion, where they, they don't give up a ton of shots, but th- they gave up a, a, a number of golden opportunities. And Samsonov was there. And I said it in the post game. Samsonov deserved to win that game. The team in front of yeah. him did not. Um, and, yeah. and that's going to be the case from time to time. Now, that game's in the past. Big challenge coming up. You got the Boston Bruins, Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. You got the, the dad's trip. You want to close it off with a win. Boston's coming off a loss, their first regulation loss at home all season against Seattle. That'll be a good challenge. I mean, we'll see if Austin Matthews plays, if he doesn't. But um, it, it was just, it was, it was a night where there was a lot more to be desired offensively. But, you know, if you really kind of watch it rationally, you can understand that not every night is, is going to be, you know, a, a big offensive outburst. Yeah, my, my complaint on the game would have been, um, you know what Detroit was going to try and do because they did it to, to you in the first period on Saturday, and, and they did it again, and, and you didn't really correct it. I, I thought the Leafs had trouble in their own zone. There was a lot of pressure there, and, and they should have been able to, to get through that, but they didn't really solve it, did they? No, it almost looked like, remember last year, we, we would talk about the Leafs, and you know there, there wouldn't be much cooking for the other team, and then all of a sudden there's the big blunder, the big mistake, right? Yeah. And we know who the culprits of that were from time to time, and, and that's what, what last night felt like. Well, there's nothing going on, nothing going on, then whoa, what are you doing there, guy? Right? Like there, there's another yeah. big mistake and another one, and, yeah. and you know, luckily for them, it was Samsonov able to bail them out. I think it's it's just part of you know the mental grind and the exhaustion that that goes with with a regular season. Like you're not going to be your sharpest every single night, but I mean, make no mistake about it. There was no conviction with the puck through the neutral zone, like unorganized, sloppy play. Like the the one that kind of sticks out to me is this. this you know, in, encapsulates when your brain is not turned on. You're on the penalty kill. Your stick goes flying into the neutral zone, and instead of just oh, kind of yeah. staying in the oh. offense, staying in the zone, and trying to play street Uh-oh. hockey goalie and turn yourself into a shot blocking machine, you go for a skate to try and pick up your stick, and the guy or where you should have been scores the goal. It ends up in the back of your net. It's like. You know that everyone knows. You know if you're a forward and you don't have a stick on the penalty kill, unless you yeah. can, you're very cerebral about it, and you 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 can get it and and not give up anything. But if you can't, you're just a street hockey goalie. You're like the Tat Man back in the '60s playing street hockey goalie in the back alley, <laughs> kick save after kick save. I was a I was a street hockey goalie. I know I you were Johnny a street Bauer hockey stick. goalie. You're 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 obsessed with goaltending. <laughs> I like I like goalies that do things a little different. Well, than, that's why than, that's why you and Ralphie that's why you and Ralphie yeah. get along so well because you know there's a goaltender that does things differently. <laughs> and he does and he does. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this: did, I mean, when you watched that video, did you see the the little stare that Yarncroak threw at him after the goal went in? I'm surprised he only stared at him. It was like the Tatman when 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 something goes wrong on a Leaf game. Yeah, he, he looks at he looks that. at our producer Luca. He's like, yeah. "Guy, are you kidding me?" 
Yeah. But uh, that's that's almost one of those ones where you almost don't need to beat a dead horse if you're on the ice. Like you, you can yell at your teammate and, and you can ask him, you know, are you kidding me? And you can probably put some other pleasantries in there, um, and it wouldn't be offside. But I mean, what's the point? As soon as that puck goes into the back of the net, you, you, like the guy know yeah. he messed up. The the issue that you'd have with that if you're if you're on the ice, it's like. We're watching that game, okay? So we're in the studio, we're watching that game, and, and we're trying to yeah. come up with things to talk about, and the game is presenting things, but okay. Leafs doing a pretty good job on the penalty kill. Couple stick on pucks, couple clearing attempts gone right. You're like, okay, this is a good penalty kill. And when you make a mistake like that, you sewer everyone else on the ice who's kind of laying it on the line for the team, right? Like one one massive dog shows up. Yeah, wow. One one massive mistake like that, and now you know all these. You know, Geo had a big block shot. David Camp was in the right yeah, place at the yeah. right time a bunch of times, and then you just kind of you kind of soil that with with a you know a big kind of brain fart, I guess, if you want to call it that. So um, I, I can understand why Yarncroc would be a little upset in that situation. Well, yeah, and it happens after they killed off a five on three. It was the tail end of a five on four, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, Anytime left a mark. Well, if you kill off a five on three, that's a big moment on the bench, you know, because you go yeah. into that, everyone's a little more anxious, a little more tense. You're you're kind of watching that on the bench, and you almost kind of forget to breathe. You know, every every pass that goes around the horn, you're thinking, okay, are they going to bring it to the net now? Is this the one timer? And um, you know, your team does a good job of of getting that kill, and you're like, all right, now the hard part's done. You know, we, we, we kill this five on four. A, we got momentum from the five on three. We got our extra player back on the ice. Now we're grooving. We get this thing cooking the other way. Now's our opportunity to get going on offense once we get this kill. And so, yeah, you kind of, you know, you don't make the most of that situation, unfortunately. Absolutely. I think we have to break, and uh, I don't know if you're going to come back or not, but you're in for overdrive, right? I am, Jimmy. Well, you know, I need to take my notes. I need to get organized. Oh. As, as you know, I like to be as detailed as possible. Here's, here's the most important question. Are you topped up? Did you eat? Yeah, so I had a little bit of a late lunch, and so my I have a little bit of a, I, I have some foresight here as to what I'm going to do. So we have the CHL on TSN tonight at 7.30. Oh, right. Um, well, you're doing the double dip. Yeah. Well, triple dip now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So... At around, there, there's going to be a commercial break before 5 o'clock. I'm going to head over to the CAF here at uh, 9 Channel 9. I'm going to put in my order. I'm going to tell them I'm going to come pick that up at 525 when we do our next commercial break. And then, oh, Jimmy, like for, there's a five-minute window there where I'm going to inhale a grilled chicken wrap here. Hoover. You're yeah, Hoover it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You, you, if you blink, you'll miss it. And then, and then we'll be ready to rock for the CHL game tonight. Just one little food story before we break. When O-Dog started and we were doing a Leaf game, a road game, he would he would buy me a supper. He'd bring it in, put it all down, and then he'd go off to get something to drink or whatever. You know, and by the time he came back, he'd say, you've already eaten that? I said, dude, I was hungry. What do you expect? He yeah. sucked it right let, back. Let me ask right you back. this. How many times did you buy him dinner? All guy. <laughs> <laughs> some Some would say you're a stiff. Some would say. No, 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 no. I, I mentored. I mean, I didn't charge for the mentoring. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's included in the price. You, you, you've talked to the O-Dog far too often. Oh, I, I yeah. think uh, really appreciate you coming in, buddy. Appreciate All right. it. All right. We'll talk, Jimmy. Okay. See you, buddy. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll chat then. Okay, good. Traffic is brought to you by JanPro, proudly serving Canadian businesses for over 25 years. Put your trust in JanPro, the leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Visit janpro.ca today. 
Oh, yes, Guy. Jim Taddy coming for Matthew Cause, and it's uh, Friday the 13th, so we've had some issues, and we move on. Time now for Good Dog, Bad Dog. Oh, who's the good dog? What's the goody doggy? No, bad dog, bad dog. For $1 billion, the question is, who let the dog? Who let the dog out? Here we yes, go, guy. Taddy. Can't, can't wait for this one. Oh, it's good dog, bad dog here on Gameplay. And our intern, Adham, has been a tremendous help through these last couple of weeks here at TSN. So he has come up with some underdog type of storylines on this Friday. Looking ahead to the weekend, going to bring intern Adham on right now. Him and I will go back and forth. On these yeah. type of underdog plays, and you tell me, is it a good bo- good dog or a bad dog? Intern on him, take it away. Yeah, it's a fairly simple game, as Doss just explained right there. We'll give you a storyline, we'll tell you who the underdog is, and you tell us if it's a good dog, bad dog. Kind of like yes guy, no guy, but with the underdogs. Oh, oh, guy. <laughs> Infringement, guy. <laughs> okay, guy, go ahead. He's stealing it. It's <laughs> <laughs> wow. a serious here. form of flattery, you know what yeah. they say. Yeah, that's right, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and, and a good way to rip somebody off. But nonetheless, go ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start off with, uh, with Daniel Jones. He'll be making his first career playoff start when the Giants take on the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants are right now a plus 132 underdog on the money line. Given that Vikings being labeled as frauds by a lot of folks in the media and social media, are the Giants a good dog or a bad dog? Mm, I'm going to say a good dog. Mm, yeah. They are a really you good like dog. Like, yeah. if, you think of, if you think of their lineup and the road they have have been on throughout the season, Saquon Barkley taking an absolute leap after so many years of injuries, Taddy. Like, we've seen this guy on the, yeah. on the, on the major stage of just dominating, and then all of a sudden goes down with an injury. And then Daniel Jones jumping back up and winning games. Their 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 total was set at 7.5, and, and now they roll into the playoffs with 9 wins. So, Inter Nottingham, I think they're a good dog. I'm going to disagree with both of you. It's going to be a bad oh. dog. The oh, Vikings man. still have all the weapons on office. You have Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, uh, Dalvin Cook, and quite frankly... Cousins doesn't get the respect he deserves, so I'm saying the Giants are a bad dog, and a lot of people are on the Giants, and usually public dogs have fleas, so we'll we'll oh. keep it at that. We're making dog oh, jokes guy. here on gameplay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I had to pause for a second. Sorry, guy. <laughs> I didn't take it away. All right, and over the weekend, only one matchup uh, features a home underdog, excluding in Tampa Bay. That's on Monday, so we'll talk about that on Monday. But the Jags will host the LA Chargers on Saturday night, and they are listed as a Short, plus 118 underdog. It's still a dog nonetheless. Are the Jaguars a good dog or bad dog against the Chargers? Oh, I'm going to go bad dog. Oh, you agree with me here. Because me and okay. me and producer Josh we, we, here have a little side wager. We have, uh, we have to wager. cook this up. We have to, we, have to <laughs> oh. let, we have to let our audience and our listeners know out there. So, intern on him and I have been going back and forth on this slide. He's been listening to my plays. And he knows I am pretty high on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am very high on them for many reasons. You have to come in. They're coming in winning five straight games. Trevor Lawrence is throwing absolute dimes across the field. Their run game with Travis Etienne has been leading the charge. They've been looking very good. And I, I trust Justin Herbert. And him, I really do. And Taddy, I trust Justin Herbert. But 
If you're giving me the Jaguars this line and this number at home in a buzzing atmosphere, I, I'm I'm going to roll with the with the Jags. And we have a we have a wager outside of our show here, Taddy. So had to fill the viewers in on that. All I'm okay. going to say is that this Jaguars team that lost to Russell Wilson, like out of all the teams, <laughs> and it was the beginning of the season. I think it was like week five or something like that. They lost, and they played in the AFC South. They lost to the Texans. They lost to the Colts. Like. How much do you want to trust a team that plays in the AFC South to begin with? So, yeah, and then you have the offensive weapons of the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. I know Mike Williams is out, but you still have Keenan Allen. I mean, the weapons are there, and uh, yeah, uh, the, Jack- the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars are in, uh, in for a treat. They're in for a treat, yeah. and yeah. I- I'm going to take that treat and, and absolutely run with it. I'm going to hop in with one here. We mentioned it before, uh, Taddy. Spurs, yeah. Warriors, Highest amount of capacity. Most people at an NBA game this season ever, actually. Six, over 63,000 at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. Going to be firing up Spurs plus 295 on the money line, plus 8.5 against the Warriors. Give me the Spurs. Give me the Spurs. What do you think oh, about I that? Might go with the, I might go with the Warriors. But... Stephen Curry is back. His line is set at 28 and a half tonight. I mean, I know it's in San Antonio, but our, I think it's going to be more Warriors fans than San Antonio fans. And again, the San Antonio Spurs are a mess the last few years. I don't know what Popovich is still doing there. He should have retired a long time ago while he was still at the top. Uh, yeah, and Steph Curry's back. He's going to try to get back into his uh, MVP form that he was before the injury. So, yeah, I see Steph Curry putting a show for 62,000 fans and lighting it up tonight. Yeah, 63,592 to clarify the the number. This goes back to, like, the the Michael Jordan days when he would take over stadiums. It was the Georgia Bowl and um, just absolutely light it up in front of plus 60,000 people. And tonight, we're going to see it on another stage. So I absolutely love it. Taddy. Are we watching the Warriors yeah. game tonight? Or like, there's not much going on on a Friday thirteenth in, in our Toronto market till tomorrow night with the Bruins, Maple Leafs, and the Atlanta tonight Hawks off, but and I, but Raptors. Tonight what? off, but, I, but I'm probably going to tune in. I got to see that. Yeah, it's, I want to see. I want to see Steph go off in front of all those people. I, I'd be interested to know like how how he gets uh, the depth perception with the different backgrounds. That's what I'm saying. Do you think it's actually going to yeah. affect these players and the way they they play in such a huge arena or slash stadium well, now? When they used to play at Skydome, it didn't really affect anybody on, on the visiting team, but that's because the Raptors were bad. <laughs> it, it does, it does like remind me when they have the final four in March Madness, when they do it on those big stages. You always see those first five, ten minutes, the players are adjusting uh, to, the, you know, to, the, to, the, to the dynamic to the of playing in, yeah. uh, in a stadium. Yeah. So you might see a sloppy you know, first uh, ten, uh, ten minutes, first quarter. So maybe an under on the first quarter is a play there as well, if you want to have a little bit of fun. Oh, yeah, I like that. Mm, tricky. Who let like the that. dogs out? Yeah. Adam let them out. Adam, what's yeah. next? All right, uh, let's go back to the gridiron. Uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, we always want. We obviously ever wanted to see Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow, but it doesn't look like it's going to be Lamar Jackson. So Joe Burrow, though, against the Baltimore Ravens defense, had his worst two games or least efficient games this season. In Week Five, he threw for 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and in the final game of the season, he only had 215 yards passing with one touchdown and a 59.5 completion percentage. The Ravens' defense always gives him trouble, and they are listed as a plus 38 underdog as they travel to Cincinnati. Given how good the Ravens' defense has been against Joe Burrow, 
Are the Bengals a good dog or bad dog on Sunday night? I gotta go good dog. I like that. I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, it's gonna be one of yeah. Ravens are gonna bring back those old school games and uh, like a 13-10 game, and we're gonna see Joe Burrow struggle on the big stage. Come on, guys! I'm going bad dog. Bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs> Many reasons for that, but one mainstay: Lamar Jackson's out of the lineup. How? Like, do we really think the the Ravens are actually gonna hold up defensively? Yes, I understand. Burrow had a couple bad games against them. But then again, he's on a double-digit run, proudly muscling up his winning streak. I'm that's a bad dog. That, that is that's a bad dog. I think well, Joe Mixon's actually going to run. Guy. At the I'm top of the show, we talked about uh, watching up for trends and knowing when they'll end, and this is one of them. This is a trend that's going to come to an end soon. And uh, Cincinnati's going to yeah. be going There's absolutely a, crazy. See? That's what I. That's what I said earlier. You got to know when the trend's about to shift. Is it though? Minus four sixty. This seems like a cowardly play. Yeah, no, yeah, you got to dump on the underdog. It's a good dog. You're outvoted. Like, like yeah, that is no trend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last one here, Adam. Quickly. Uh, all right, and we're gonna go to the ice since you know a uh, little bit of Canadian content. The Winnipeg Jets. Uh, completing a short three-game uh, East Coast road trip. Uh, they are 5-2 in their last seven, and they're going to be heading into the, to Pittsburgh to face the Penguins, who are 2-5 and five in their last seven. They are a plus-150 underdog tonight. I know they played last night against the Sabres and got a 4-2 victory. So are they a good dog or bad dog tonight in Pittsburgh? Mm. Oh, I'm going to go bad dog. Ooh. <sighs> bad dog, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say a good dog. Jets are a very strong offensive team. Ehlers back in the lineup. Wheeler has produced throughout the entirety of the season. A lot seven goals earlier this week. I get that. But that's why I'm expecting some fireworks on the Jets' side. We can't go wrong with those odds. Yeah. No. Do we expect the Penguins goaltending to hold up? That's the question mark. I mean, yeah, and I'll, uh, I mean, I'll take the team that's uh, not struggling right now. The Winnipeg Jets, as I said, they were five and two in their last seven. So yeah, give me a plus one fifty underdog for the hotter team and uh, get out of uh, Pittsburgh with a win and go back home. And Penguins have struggled at five on five, twenty fifth wow. expected goals this season. Give me the Winnipeg Jets, good dog here. Thank you very much, Adam. Thank you, Josh. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Over the radio. Here we go. Love yeah. it. You guys are met, yeah. but now you're met. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So, you know, you're talking about some trends there. And, again, I, I don't want to be repetitive, Josh, but yep. uh, know when the trends are about to change. I understand that. So do we think it's going to change tomorrow night for the Toronto oh. Raptors? For the Raptors? I think they'll win that game. Ooh. I think, I think it means a lot to them. It just it puts them back in into uh, where they should be. It does, uh, yeah. But then, but then, problem with that is you got to continue on. So it does, and then the trend they, they have a fav- they have a favorable schedule. They the do, the they do. Looking they've, they've ahead, they, they, absolutely, of the, they absolutely do. Yeah, they've got some, some a lot of road games, but they've they've been sometimes when you, when you look at their schedule, especially the first part, you go, really? <laughs> what is this a test? <laughs> <laughs> Usually a challenge for them. Usually a yeah. challenge for them. But if they can get a win against the Atlanta Hawks, go back to MSG. We knew what happened back in MSG. Can right. you remember what happened? 50, 50, 52 points. Oh, Pascal Siakam had a night. Yeah, Could they did. repeat that on Monday as well? But they have to look to, to Saturday first because that's the utmost importance. Before we go, uh, I've got some breaking news out of the Los Angeles Rams. 
that oh. Sean McVay has informed the team that he will be staying the head oh. coach for the future. And they agree with that? Well, they agree with that. Led him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's just an offseason. Injuries derailed them. Unfortunately, Matt yeah. Stafford went down. Cooper Cup went down. Quite possibly the worst uh, season for a champion after winning. That was I've seen some really bad, but that was probably the worst. Probably, probably in NFL history, wouldn't you think? Because you yes. see an NFL team, if you if you win, there's a you know the vapor goes for a couple of years before you fall off. But yes, next five, year, that's, five that's and twelve, drastic. and you and you go towards Baker Mayfield. The Lions thank the Rams for that draft pick. I think it's six <laughs> sure overall, do. isn't it? <laughs> they sure do. So that's the breaking news out of the NFL. Yeah, okay, so we'll step out and come back and wrap it up, right? You're correct, guy. Okay, there we go. And you know, just just again, the uh, the bad good dog, bad dog. We have. Can you send me that file where he says it's a derivative of yes, guy, no guy? Good, thank you. This is Game Plan TSN 1050, <laughs> TSN1050.ca, and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, that's heading up music. Gameplay final segment. Uh, thanks for bearing with us today. Some technical issues. We sincerely apologize for that. And, uh, well, I think I lost five pounds uh, because of the stress. But nonetheless, we move on. Time now for the sound of the day. Sound of the day. Sound of the day. Here comes the sound of the day. And this will be Raptors head coach Nick Nurse on the three-game winning streak. Well, listen, we're trying to make some progress here. I, th- I think we are. I think I think that, um, you know, there's there's a good sign with some shots going in. There's some good sign with a high number of assists. Um, there's some there's some little bit more life off the bench. You know, there's some good signs there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The the bench has done a nice contribution, and uh, Gary Trent Jr. going back into the starting lineup is, is good. So it's nice to see. When you have a 10-man rotation, you can remember what each guy contributed when you look at the box score. That's always nice, and it didn't always happen in the past. You'd, you'd see the starters with the you know close to 40 minutes, some some beyond 40 minutes, and you could see the wear and tear on them, and you know three guys off the bench that weren't contributing, and it's just uh, it's like when the phones don't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you, you shouted out the uh, Friday the 13th, and I think that's what's costing us here. I think that's what's oh, uh, been the mainstay absolutely. issue. If I would have known that, I would have said no when they said, will you, will you do the show? And I didn't, I didn't piece it together until the phone started to go haywire, and it's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, guy. <laughs> Just have to yeah. deal with it here on uh, TSN 1050, but we got the best in the biz. Yes, guy. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, and now there's another uh, bit of litigation I have to consider, and uh, yeah, we'll just have a great weekend. <laughs> so let, let's do a little let's do a little impromptu wagering here. Okay, um, let's do Raptors, it. Raptors to Raptors to defeat the Atlanta Hawks and the Leafs to go to extra time against the Bruins. Does that make sense? Ooh, yes, that does make sense. You think you think some uh, think some OT action will happen? Yeah, OT, maybe a shootout. Yeah, it's, that's going to be a slim game. I, I don't see that being 4-1 or anything like that. No. That's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a tight game. Regardless, I would absolutely yeah, regardless love of who's the it. final frame. Yeah, makes sense, right? I, I, I absolutely love it. Just just trying to pair up. I'm trying to do maybe like a little bit of a homer parlay for this weekend. Maybe a Raptors-Hawks oh. Maple Leafs over the Bruins. Oh, well, how about some of the player props? Hmm, none of the lines are totally out yet. But if I'm trying to match, and if Austin Matthews is out of the lineup, looks like he probably will play. If Austin Matthews is out of the lineup, 
I'm going to go with Willie Nylander anytime goal. I think that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. I think that's the that's the role that we have to go with. But it sounds like Austin Matthews will be in the lineup. How about you, Taddy? Who's your best goal well, scorer on that one? Well, it's got to be Austin Matthews. I mean, they they rested him all this week with the with the idea. I'm pretty sure that he'd play on Saturday, and yeah, and he's going to have a big game. Cur- currently questionable. I mean, yeah, he has he has to lead the way. It's no question about that, right? Current question about that. And before we head out here, Raptors Hawks. The bus, yeah. the outside of Pascal Siakam, best player. If you're placing an alt points to score twenty, oh. who would it be? Well, I mean that could be either Freddie or Gary Trent Jr. Fred VanVleet, eleven points yesterday. Do we expect a bounce back? Yeah, well he could. Or, actually, I think I think I might put it on Gary Trent Jr. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's a, a bit of a bounce, but uh, thanks very much, Josh. And, and let me tell everybody the game plan. TSN 1050 was brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Coming up next, Overdrive. Brian Hayes, Jamie McLennan, and our good friend Frankie Corrado, who talks far too much to O-Dog. Bye.